So I'm like madly scribbling on the TTC like a crazy person with people like jostling me for elbow room. And I am so thrilled in that little half hour window of when I get to write. And it was like, it became so precious to me that I was like, this isn't a hobby. This is something I want to do. That is Angela Misery. And this is Tiny Conversations. I'm Brian Cauley. Angela is a former colleague at CBC, author, and extremely driven person. About a year ago, she left her management position at CBC to pursue her passion of writing. Her first book, Jewel of the Thames, is already out, and she's currently working on her second. I wanted to ask Angela about leaving a successful career to pursue her passions, so I met her at her favorite cafe where she writes in downtown Toronto. Here's that conversation. I mentioned to our server what I kind of was interested in. That aspect of leaving one thing, and especially when it's one thing that you're good at, to pursue another thing. And that decision and everything that comes along with it. Let's tell the truth. I've always wanted to work at CBC since I was like 12. I've wanted to work at the CBC. I worked my entire like educational career to get to the CBC. When I started writing these books, um, I was a manager by that point. I'd, I'd progressed out of producer, out of senior producer, and into management, which meant that I was um, doing way more strategy than creative stuff, which is fascinating, absolutely, but obviously left a hole in my in my brain for, for needing to do creative stuff, which is, I'm sure, why I started writing books. Um, I've always written. I've written poems. I've written, you know, short stories. But I'm positive the book came out of um, filling a need. It's once I stopped producing and started managing that I was no longer being as creative as I knew I was. So I started writing these books. Um, I wrote three books in two years. Uh, that's about 300,000 words or so. And um, sometime around March of 2013, I just started feeling like this wasn't a hobby anymore. Like this was actually something I was looking forward to doing every day. And, the, and I should describe how I was doing it. So I work 9 to 5 like everyone else, usually 9 to 6. But the point is I was writing books in Moleskine notebooks between 8.30 and 9 on the TTC ride in and then between 5.30 and 6 on the TTC ride home. So I'm like madly scribbling on the TTC like a crazy person with people like jostling me for elbow room. And I am so thrilled in that little half hour window of when I get to write. And I'm waiting for my son to go to bed. He's 10 at this point. And then again, I get another little half hour of time between when my husband's going to want my attention. Um, And it was like, it became so precious to me that I was like, this isn't a hobby. This is something I want to do. Um, and that's when I decided that, that I had to make a choice, that I'd put 14 years into the CBC and a strong, like, career-minded journalism woman moving up the ladder could be anything I wanted to be, or did I want to jump off a cliff and try this thing that I actually had no experience in, if you think about it. I've never been published before other than magazines or newspapers or journalism. Like, I'd never been published in fiction, let's put it that way. So I decided to jump. I decided, I went home and I talked to my husband about it and I said, I think these books are really good. I think they could sell. And he's like, you, you think, you know, 
he made all the usual like jokes about it. Who do you think you are, J.K. Rowling? You're not going to make a million dollars off this. I'm like, you're right. This is not going to be something that sustains us through our you know, later years. This is not our retirement fund. But I honestly believe this is something I need to do. So we talked about it and we talked about it. And um, I'm 39 this year. I'll be 39 in October. And what we decided was if there was a window in my life when I could actually take some time away from that pension and beautiful, secure CBC life, it was actually in my 30s, um, before Connor needs to go to university and needs a massive amount of money. And uh, I jumped. And nobody believed I jumped. You don't know how many people I had to convince that I was doing this. They're like, what are you talking about? You mean you got fired? No, I'm, I'm fine. You mean that they weren't giving you what you wanted at CBC? No, they're being great to me. I just need to go write books. Like, convincing people that I was doing this was a, a, a half-time job. My last two months at CBC were convincing people that I was actually leaving. And that I wasn't going to Google, and I wasn't going to Microsoft. Like, nobody believed me. They're like, but no, you're going to write, but what else are you going to do? And I jumped, and it was uh, the scariest thing I've ever done. And if you knew me, the weirdest thing I've ever done, because my life is incredibly well-planned. I'm just that kind of person. Um, yeah, so I spent a lot of time convincing people that I was leaving, and then I left. And I had a, the weirdest retirement party at 37 that you have ever had in your life. Like, it's just random and strange to have all these people so excited for you that you're leaving, and it's not really the end of your career, but it's like the end of this career. I read a lot about this you know, these statements of do what you love. And I've read some stuff that's like, that doesn't necessarily mean doing it as a career because potentially doing it as a career could ruin that. But it's like creating a life where you can follow, where you can, where you can fill it with the things you love. I mean, you talk about having a husband, you have a child. Um, there's a lot of things you love that are in your life, but you've taken one thing that was, uh, smaller in terms of time and now you've made it much bigger you've made it a job and one thing I'm wondering is does that does that or has that changed um, yeah does that change your perception of writing oh that's an interesting question um, yes I mean you know what gets me excited? I don't know if you're this kind of person, but I'm this kind of person. When I'm reading a really good book, I have this like warm feeling in my stomach. I can't describe it as anything less silly than that, but I have like a warm, good feeling. I'm picking up my book, and I'm excited to jump back in. I feel that way about my books, which is strange, that I, that I open up my laptop or I open up my moleskin, and I'm like, now I get to get back into Portia's life. This is going to be awesome. I wonder what she's going to do today. Like it's, it's really amazing and empowering to know that I have as much time as I want. Like, I can literally write about Portia for 15 hours a day if I could stay up that long. Um, I've written 11 case books about her. Like, it's just, it keeps coming from this well. And the ability to, to focus all my creative energy on that and not spend so much time, no offense at the CBC or management, but making PowerPoint presentations to tell people what they should be doing with their strategies digitally, I, I can't even compare the two. That creative sort of fulfillment... I get it, and I long for it, and I start to go very stir-crazy when I'm not creatively challenged. Like, I will I will metaphorically punch my way out of a scenario if I'm not... And it's it's weird. I, will, I, I'm a, I can become a very different person. At least for me, I try to make sure that I'm very thankful and appreciative of this opportunity. And so, for you... 
I'm wondering what you, what, what your thoughts are on that and this idea of like almost creative privilege. Oh God, yes. I'm in, I'm in a position that I can do this. There's a reason I am able to jump off a cliff. I didn't get a paycheck in the summer, like the entire summer. I was June, July, August. I just did not make any physical money. There was no money, and that is the strangest thing for a woman who's always worked. Like, I've worked since I was 22, literally. And before that, I worked, obviously, but I, I went to school. Um, so uh, the idea that I am able to do this at this time in my life, it is partially luck and partially privilege. It absolutely is. My husband is able to support me in those three months that I made no money. Um, my husband, I think a few times, was like, are you sure? Because he was worried. I mean, he knows me the best, right? So he's worried that he's only ever seen the side of me that's always worked and been ambitious. So he's like, you're going to go nuts. You're going to sit there in the summer and go nuts. And he was right. It was really hard to turn down offers from Google. I did get offers from Google and Microsoft, and I did get offers from Mozilla. And it was really hard to say, no, I'm going to write. No, I'm going to write. No, I don't want your $20,000 contract. Thanks very much. That was a really scary thing for me to do. And I'm lucky that my husband was one of the people that was like, when I would come home and be like, oh, I just got offered this contract for like $5,000 for a week. Can you? And he's like, you quit your job at the CBC to write. If you go back and do the exact same thing you were doing at CBC, what the heck was the point? So I'm, I'm, in, I'm very privileged in many ways, financially, emotionally, um, that I'm at this point in my life at my age. Like, I couldn't do this at 22. Like, there's all kinds of things I'm lucky to have that a lot of people don't. A lot of writers don't have this. It's really good to hear that you recognize that. Um, I think that's really important. I think that'll keep you very grounded. The fact that you, you know, you're waking up and you're going, I'm, I'm excited. That's, that's a great feeling. That's something I wish everyone could experience. And I think, I think it's important that maybe we get to a place in our world where everyone does have that. Um, yeah. That there are a lot of people that could do this that don't. Yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to get to. Like people, people who maybe maybe are on the fence um, about something, or just are kind of like, you know what, I I don't know what I need to do to get to that, but I kind of I know I kind of want that feeling. Yeah. Well, what would you say to them? You don't have a million years in front of you. I have fifty years in front of me, probably. Right. I have a limited amount of time in which I can actually enjoy what I'm doing. If I spend 14 years doing something I love and then I'm done, that's okay. You don't have to feel bad. And this is also a window. It could be that, you know, like I'm saying, when Connor's 17 or 18, I'm going to need more money to put him through school. I'm going to need to build up a cash flow again. This is a window <clears throat> of opportunity that I don't think a lot of people take. And one of the problems with CBC is it's so comfortable. And I think that that limits so many of our creative people um, that they don't want to take that leap. They want to consider financially, how could I do this? I'm not saying everyone can do this. A single woman living with a kid, you're not going to be able to jump off CBC because it is a paycheck that you need to put your kid through school. I get that. But if you have... If you could look at your finances and say, okay, maybe this is the year I could take a couple years off and do something I love, you should look at it. Don't be scared to look, at least. And the other thing I would say to people is, um, you you got to want it. Like, it's got to compel. Like, you got to feel the passion for it. And I think you do. I think I see that in you. I see that in a lot of people that I've, you know, connected with at CBC and otherwise. 
that you've got to have that drive. Because if you do quit that job and you go home to write and then you don't, holy crap, I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would do. If I had quit my job and I'd gotten home and I actually didn't write, I think my husband would have lost it. I think I would have lost it. Like, you got to have that drive to know, no, I'm going to put everything that I'm talking about, you know, here in my body that wanted to get out of CBC and write. I've got to put it all towards writing. I've got to put it out there. Tiny Conversations is a podcast featuring small discussions on big ideas. If you like what you've heard, you can subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher. Our theme music is by Broke for Free. You can connect with Angela to learn more about her writing and thoughts on digital culture by following her on Twitter at Karmic Angel. That's Karmic with a K-A-R-M-I-C, Angel. I tweet at Brian Colley. Thanks for listening.